Greetings, Wayfarers Young and Old, to the Heart of Adventure podcast, episode 12. Last time we left off, Nimdiok had a little bit of a meeting with the Platinum Syndicate, one of the members of which being his sister, and they not so cordially told him that him and the party owed the Emperor Dragon 20,000 gold pieces, and they had a week to pay up. After he went and go, uh, he, he also discovered that a beholder was about to attack their pirate ship. And so he ran up to the rest of the party, who were with Ainsworth at just a diner somewhere. They all just left Ainsworth in the dust, ran to the pirate ship, and they defeated the beholder thanks to the pirate ship's amazing amount of damage output. The fight ended with um, our little dwarven barbarian Thoradin getting a little bit lost within his rage and pummeling deeply into the beholder at the bay of the actual beach itself. Uh, the idol of Barambar, the um, statue that could answer any question if you pose it a rhyme, it was destroyed by the beholder in its last moments of life. And in anger, we saw as Thoradin was just completely, completely enraptured in his rage and could not find a way out. And the last thing we saw was Angus's gun pull up next to Thoradin. Angus, can you please roll for an attack? Oh my god. <laughs> I, I did shoot him. Remember? No, well, you have to try and attack oh. me. Well, I, I, already, I already did attack bro. you. I already attacked you. I no, thought. you pulled I the gun out. Okay, cool. That's... <laughs> I dodge. <laughs> I, I, What'd you I, do? I, I feel ten. the barrel come up to the back of my head, and I just whoop, right as, it, right as he pulls the trigger. You have the deafening ring in your ears as the shot goes off right next to your head still. Or did your gun jam? No, it's, uh, it's, uh... What, what oh, wait, roll? it did misfire. Oh, did it you roll too? It misfired, he rolled it too. So it kind of jammed. It's oh, not... yeah. He, he, he holds, yeah, he holds it up yeah. to your head, and then you just hear that... And it's, it's, it's a misfire. Would his character have been instantly killed if he had actually hit him? No, I would have I said that skull. Thoradin would be, like, dodging out of the way, but there'd be, like, a nice wound right there, and, like... You have uh, to you have to kind of hand wave a lot of this stuff because we're talking more about numbers on a sheet than the yeah. real story behind it. So sometimes it's unfortunate that you can't really emulate life that I well. I would have shot his ear off. Yeah, shot his ear off. I don't say anything. I grab the gun, throw it to the sand, and just walk off back toward the ship, like around the beach. Thoradin, you walk Sit. past a lot of pirates who are kind of just they ask you some quizzical questions. They're like, "Are you? What, what, what happened out there?" And you know, just sort of shrug them off, keep walking. Okay. The rest of the crew. You just witnessed Thoradin just go lion rage. You have never seen him that way. From your perspective, he was fully unconsolable. You all tried to stop him from just mindlessly beating down on this dead creature. I want to go pick up my gun and kind of get, regroup with the rest of the party. Not Thoradin, but like uh, start talking to them. And I want to say, like, you think this is going to be a problem with us? Yeah, sure. He's a good fighter. I give you that. Tough son of a bitch. But is this going to be a problem, though? I don't know. Mm. Should we be worried about it? Oh, I'm worried about it. I just don't know if it's a problem yet. If he comes after me like that, I'm cutting his head off. You hear the, the, the pitter-patter of uh, horse hooves in the distance. And as you look out into the night uh, horizon, you see Ainsworth... <laughs> Yes, I can. <laughs> They're gonna break their ankles. <laughs> you watch as Ainsworth's horse breaks his ankles on the sand. And... Wild horses live on the beach. <laughs> the horse topples over, and Ainsworth does the Willy Wonka like roll and then stand up thing. And then he's like, "Where'd you guys go? You left me back there at the store. I had to pay the bill for all of you." What? You guys left me. We were having a chat at the at the restaurant, and you all just ran off. And That's you guys are expensive, especially you, Angus. We, we figured you'd rather pay that tab than um, come and possibly spend your life in fighting this uh, beholder we just killed. Well, I mean, it's not too quick before he looks down and sees a mashed up beholder. Can I take a tooth from it? Just rip it off? Yeah, you can 100% take it. These things are really disgusting. Um, it's kind of like, imagine a horribly crafted like wooden spear, and now that's made of bone. It's just jagged and got all these little welts in it. Um, so, you killed a beholder? Yep. Well, <laughs> you all are a bit more interesting than I first thought when I first brought you here. Um, I just wanted to make sure we had a little bit of a last word before you went off to your next adventure. It seems like you all just jump place to place with these things. Ah, uh, thank you for your help with the investigation. Um, most of the things I just have to sort out a few things with the police now, but you all did a great job, and I just... 
Whew, wanted to, wanted to. And he looks back at his horse that's just toppled on the sand, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Gotta put it down." Is there, is there anything else I can do for you? What's your next plan? And I will just give you as for for food for thought. I, I actually should remind you of the multiple things that are available to you right now within the world. First off, you have a huge debt of the twenty thousand dollars, uh, twenty thousand dollars, American dollars, American dollars, uh, US 20, dollars, twenty thousand gold that you have a month apparently or a week. I'm sorry to get back to the dragon. Otherwise, to the platinum syndicate. To the platinum syndicate. We don't know the dragon. Yeah. Wait, why do we? Why are we helping out? And because giving the money we back? stole the idol from them, and that's what they were going to use to pl- to pay the dragon. The, plat- the platinum. I don't syndic- care about the platinum syndicate. The platinum syndicate is blackmailing you I, right now. I can guarantee you, they care about your throat and its livelihood from being opened. Uh, the other thing that happened last session that we can get to at this point, if your character now that your characters have a moment of rest, we have those letters. So yeah, we have the letters that you could we could let the audience hear because at the moment you guys quickly read those letters before going into battle. So we have the letters, we have the gold that you guys have to figure out what you want to do if, or um, what you want to do with that. Thank you. Johnny, remind me, the Iron Empire is the home of the dragon? Yes, the dragon is the emperor of the Iron Empire. Do we know how far away that is? Yeah, like, there's this massive bay. Is the main city where he lives on that bay? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, his, his main home is in that bay. And he is, when it comes to air miles and how fast he can travel... You can probably estimate uh, it would take him maybe five to seven days to get to the place. Okay, I'm gonna to get, get with to the you. captain of the or the 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 guy the boatman, the guy who steers the ship, and, and a couple other members of the crew, and figure out how long it will take us to get there. Um, because you said how long do we have? We have a month to pay off this debt. Sorry, I, I said that wrong. You have a week to pay off the debt. And that's when, at the end of that week, is when the Platinum Syndicate is going to let the blackmail happen and tell the dragon that you are the fault of why he doesn't have his gold. And it's gold. They weren't worth. Well, the, he, the dragon didn't want the objects. No, he wanted the objects. It's just the value of those objects. Okay. All right. I got four thousand gold. So if anyone wants to pitch in, <laughs> go fund we me. Got this. <laughs> okay, I have a hundred. <laughs> Broke ass bitch. I'm a monk. <laughs> I don't care about earthly desires. Except for alcohol. And exercise. (laughs) And punching. I think I have 25. Sounds wrong, but maybe I spent it all on something. I mean, you you bought a really nice piece of armor. That's what Yes, you have the new illusion armor. Yeah, I spent it on armor. I have 1,300 gold. We're not going to get together (laughs) 20,000. Guys, we just accidentally had 20,000. Look at us. We're done. Okay, you guys are all together. What are you guys doing? Wait, where are you? He went into the ship. Okay. Yeah, he, he went into the ship. <laughs> we were all in the ship. Sorry. No, uh, you you're currently outside on the, the ship, the bay. on the shore, talking to Ainsworth, who just came up to you with a broken horse, who's now got to be put down, okay. asking, what are you doing next? Because we're done here, and thank you for your service. What if we sell the ship? Uh, what? Excuse <laughs> No, not an option. We could sell the pirates. Slavery, that's a good option. If you want to talk, well, if you want to have this conversation with the crew, they might have some input because yeah, they're, they're NPCs they're from around the world. Yeah. They're pirates. They're also pirates. Uh, yeah, I want to go to my crew. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, we're at a little pickle, as you see, and we need a lot of gold really fast. And I was thinking, maybe you all have a few suggestions or so. The pirates immediately like, I well. We're pretty good at pillaging, if you like that kind of thing. Um, I'm sure there's some places that are bad places we could pillage, but... We might be able to find some stuff. Uh, some of us are here from Delmarev, right? Like, aye, aye. And a few of the crew actually say, yay. Uh, when we were drafted onto this ship by the old captain, the one you killed, uh, we we were from Delmarev here. And uh, then you hear a voice in the back. As was I. And out walks out. Uh, the boat, uh, the, sorry, the, uh, Edgar Fishbottom, the hamster shepherd. Behind him, the giant dire hamster just... Why is it out sniffing? <laughs> well, it needs to get air. <laughs> everybody's curious. This fight just happened. There's a hole uh, yeah. in the ship. Like, at this point, yeah. everybody's gathered together to see what the captain and the heroes are going to decide to do next. So, uh, Edgar Fishbottom says, I was also from Delmarev. I was but a simple hamster farmer. You see, on this continent... Dire hamsters are not that strange. I lived a little bit more north. There are a few places if you want to make some money I think we could do great at. Uh, wait, what part are these uh, dire hamsters are from? On the line between Veramore and Mistosia. 
That's where my home was. And dire hamsters are quite plentiful out there. Now, uh, Thoradin, you were asking about traveling to the Oh, I'm Empire. still not upstairs. I'm not upstairs with other people. Oh, if, if so I you're talking about this information before right. they came back, I, that's fine with me. The Then the information you got is that there is a mountain range th that lies between the... The Mistosia, Mistosia that you're in right now, the Kingdom of Mistosia, there's a mountain range between it and the Iron Empire. Mm -hmm. The actual kingdom line between the two is a giant mountain range, and that's one of the main reasons the Iron Empire hasn't expanded past there. But there um, are, are a few options. This land has lots of things. Well, I was asking how far away is the capital for the of the Iron Empire? So, because of the mountain range? Like, if would, we were to boat around, not walking. If you were to boat around... Hmm, that would take maybe... We're on the coast. A, ...a week and a half or two weeks. With hamster power at max? With hamster power at max. We could have some naval battles, fight some pirates. Aye, but uh, there's lots of things out here in Delmarev. It's up to what you all want. I mean, you're the you're the leaders here. We we could go find some rich bloke in a castle and just take all of his gold and his gold stock. Uh, there's some wealthy people on this continent. Or we could try to find an old dungeon that hasn't yet been pilfered through. And of course, uh, the second part of that's the harder part. There's a lot of adventurers on this continent too who've already explored lots of the dungeons. Thordin comes up halfway through the conversation and looks at Angus and says, can you hand me that tooth? I hand him the... Uh, I take it and I jam it into the table that's in front of us and I say, I have an idea. It's risky, but it might work. I'm banking on the kindness of a dragon as much as a red dragon would be. I know we've come into contact with some in the past. We have a week and a half distance until we get to where he sits. If we take the body of the Beholder to him and tell him the truth of what happened here that the platinum syndicate the people who owe him money not us failed him that we came in unaware of what they were doing robbing from a city stopped them from doing so and then a beholder came in and prevented us from getting the payment to him i'm hoping that he would give us a job to be able to make it right for all parties I don't know of any easy job to make 20,000 gold right off the top of my head, but I'm certain a dragon does. Ainsworth speaks up as he did follow you into the ship. Thoradin, you're 100% right. Because that statue, the idol of Bottom Bar, was the dragon's property. They were secretly delivering that to the Beholder. They stole it from him. If we tell him that they were stealing the idol, that's even more evidence against the Platinum Syndicate, and the anger won't be on us. I must warn you, though, you trusting the temperament of a dragon is not very safe. Dangerous, but we've got a guy with a silver tongue. You're going to need that in spades. That's all I know. Well, we've got a week and a half's journey. I'm willing to make it. I don't see any other way out of this, and I don't know how quickly the Platinum Syndicate can get information to the dragon. I'd imagine pretty quick, since this one has teleporting paper. But, if we get there soon after, they said we have a week. We'll get there maybe two to three days after they get information to him. Maybe we can make it up to him. Tell him the truth. That's true. Or, perhaps you could find a way to get there faster. There are lots of portals throughout these lands. I don't trust portals. Don't you? Alright, well then. But, if it prevents me from dying from dragon breath, I think we can speak for us all. Well then, heroes of Dralia, it was really nice knowing you, and I thank you for this great time. I, sadly, am going to have to stay in this city. My responsibilities are very weighty, but I wish you the best on this journey. I'll come and visit you, and we'll buy next time. Okay. Thank you, Ainsworth. Absolutely. Top of the night. I thought he was going to say cheerio. <laughs> cheerio. cheerio. <laughs> uh, Ainsworth uh, bids you adieu, and uh, he leaves, and you now have somewhat of a plan unless you want to deliberate further. I also like the idea of a dungeon. Really big on that. I want to beat up some other stuff. So if we walk, we go Maybe through a dungeon? dungeon? Afterwards. Possibly? Uh, no, most likely not. We're not just going to stumble upon a dungeon with 20,000 well, no, gold. No, <laughs> Oh, wow. But I dying. guarantee you that he has some enemies, and he will respect the power of people who can kill a beholder. We go to him on our knees, asking for forgiveness for what has occurred. Hey, telling him the uh, truth. One of the pirates yeah, speaks up. That. Maybe not telling him that we have a boat with wheels. This thing is a one-of-a-kind thing well, that he might find very We valuable. could just tell him we have a boat. Aye. The keep wheels it, keep, are under the water. Keep it in the bay. Let's go! That's 3-4. Wait, can we quickly repair the ship? 
before we head out? Totally agree. Well, we can do it on the way. We it's have it's, a, a it's on the top, weeks. right? Yeah. It's um, above the waterline. If you pay some gold right now, the pirates can get materials from the city and they'll repair I thought it we during have materials already on the ship. You might have some, but like the concept was that it's always going to take a gold cost to heal the boat. You'll pay the gold? It was my fault that the statue got put down in the... It's going to be almost... If you have 100, it's going to be almost all of that. Wait, so, John, I have to pay for materials and pay for reconstruction of the boat? No, no, no. The pirates yeah, are going to fix it. it. Yeah, the pirates no, fix it. No, I will pay for it. I already have materials on the boat. You guys keep no one money. has to pay anything. You have, did you already... Oh, did you prepay for Repla- materials? Yeah, replacement rope, replacement sail, and uh, canvas. Re- yeah, uh, this is the side wood, of the boat, though. Yeah, wood okay. for craft work. Let's... Well, Craft work, not wow. fixing a giant hole in the side of the boat, right? Then, no, that saves you a lot of money, though. You're going to be paying 35 gold, and that fixes the main wood damage. But, yeah, uh, if you can erase a lot of the, the, the replacement rope and sails and such, yeah. they can fix that stone portion of the sail that got patched over by the beholder. All right. Yeah, I give and the pirates the 35 gold, and I say, why am I repl- sorry. Why am I racing again? The sail, the replacement rope, and um, maybe half of whatever it says for the woodwork stuff. It doesn't say a number. It just says it. Okay, half half portion. Can I also quickly go out and buy some more food for the boat? Because I only have eleven days worth of food. How many more? How many more days do you want? A month worth of food. A month? Yeah. Oh dear, oh, dude, that's like a lot. So wait, say again. Seventy-five gold for a month. Yeah, I'm paying for that. Cool. As um, is the food also drink? Yes, it's also drink. All right, cool. The reason I brought up the teleporting paper is the Platinum Syndicate said we have a week to get their money back to them so that they can repay the dragon for mm-hmm. their debt. I said, well, if they want to blackmail us after a week, how quickly can they get that information to the dragon to let him know we're the ones who screwed up? Well, why don't we just... I was saying maybe they have some of this stuff. Well, why don't we send something to the quick. dragon letting him know that we are on our way? You haven't been there. You haven't... Yeah. We know his name. Doesn't it? It's just a name. I thought you have to know where you're kind of sending it yeah, to. Then you have to be can. familiar. Unfortunately. Are you sure you don't want to find a portal? If that's the way you guys want to do this, we could send the pirates to meet us up there, and we could find a portal. Go find Ainsworth, see what he knows. We know that the pirates can fend for themselves, for goodness. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Portal might be easier. I won't like it, but I'll do it. Again, I'd rather not be murdered by a dragon. We will send them with the body of the beholder. Yes, I will go down to the water with as many pirates as it takes put it up onto the little side boats that go down to the side of, like, on the little winches. I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea to leave the beholder with the pirates and none of us be with them. What do you think they're going to do to it? Sell it? No, but what if something happens to the pirates? Sure, they can... Sure, they're strong, but... I don't think it'll come back. A week and a half, there's a lot that could... Johnny's not going to kill the pirates. Not without you there, yeah. We could do Unless this. you do something really stupid, like, okay, you guys can go through the, the, the eye of the storm here and do that, please. Then then I might be like, all right, guys. <laughs> I could make Johnny really <laughs> upset. I could go with the pirates, and you guys could take a portal. Yes, please make me so upset. Don't split the party. <laughs> I'll split the party for a week and a half. <laughs> hey, guys, I got some other things I need to do. Can I repair my gun? Video games. Huh? Can I fix my gun? Yes, go ahead and make the check to fix your gun. Uh, that's yeah, he did it. 12. Yeah, I beat it. So okay, cool. Uh, you did it! Yes! <laughs> your gun isn't broke. Oh, shucks. <clears throat> that would have been bad. No, it says if it... Okay, so basically what happens is uh, if your check fails, the weapon is broken and must be repaired out of combat at half the cost of the firearm. I will say that um, uh, the old man of the ship, the good old Hampshire Shepherd, speaks up again. He says, if you're looking for a portal, well, there's two options near here. The nearest would be the most simplest. It's just the portal center of the city. This is a major city. It'll have a portal center, and they'll have portal connections to other major cities around this entire continent, if not the world. It's just going to be very expensive and highly security, so you might not be able to get all of your equipment through there. You might have to leave some of it with us. If you didn't want that, because it's just too costy, I do know of a place... It's a story from my childhood. You'd have to get some horses to get there in time, but there is the ancient clock tower in the woods. A place that has, according to legend, a portal at the deep inside of it. But there's also many other dangers out there. That sounds significantly more entertaining than paying gold <laughs> to go somewhere. <laughs> and for some odd reason, yeah, same. I want to do the more entertaining thing. <laughs> I feel pushed to do so by an outside force. I think it's called fans for some odd reason. <laughs> or we have a guy who has a lot of gold. But 
I'm not really willing to. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> Angie, you want to fun? I'm not really willing to part with my weapons to go through a portal, Same. much less not wanting to do it in the first place. So okay. Any last point to be made? Um. Yes. On speaking of last, uh, any of us know how to activate a portal? Um. We'll, we'll figure it out. I don't like that answer. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Don't want to get to the bottom of a weird mage's I tower and to not know how to do it. Where to activate a portal? Oh, because you have the information searching. Yeah. Um. What? We really need to get a. He's got the pocket guys. portal to the. So Shadow why don't Bell. we go to a library? I'll go to the library with someone else, and you guys go get us horses. I, I can be a horse. I'll go to the library. We know you can be a horse. Yes, we know Just you can be a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Dipple and Sheik to the library. Dipple and Sheik, you guys go ahead and go to the library. Um, you, So your stat there, you have the... what? What is that? That's the... Uh, yeah, the researcher feat. It's part of your background. And so that just says you can find information you want if it's there. And you want to know how to activate portals. This is a major city. Yeah, you're going to find the books. It takes a little bit of time, but you kind of go through this large... and it's You love being in a library that is huge, that is well-funded by big cities. And uh, you eventually find multiple different books that cover different things about um, portals, transporting, and powers that allow you to do that. So you two split up the books, and you find out that either A, you need to have a spell that lets you... Like, like it's kind of a practice. Just... Even though it's more just writing down a circle and then putting the actual coordinates on the circle and then activating it, the activating part of that is the magic that you would have to have um, a teleport spell to use. So either teleport or teleportation circle, there's a couple of different spells that can do that. And if you don't have those in your list, you don't have that immediate trait. But you also know that there are some portals that don't abide by those rules because they're powered by an outside source. So that's the main thing. Teleportation circles, or... Uh, and just to, as a definition, a teleportation circle is basically a flat area of ground with markings on the ground that have coordinates of the location that it is and other locations that it could go to. And you simply activate that, and it causes this wormhole tunnel in the ground. And when you fall through it, you fall out of that tunnel in a new place, and it closes up under you. So. And I see bear circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I thought of when you said teleport the circle. I was okay. like, we now like- you could hire a apprentice wizard who is currently learning at the local uh, uh, Hogwarts, and he could come along with you and activate that for you. He would just have to find his own way out of whatever mess you guys get yourself into. But it is possible to hire somebody for a couple gold a day, especially an apprentice. How many days of a journey is it to the, as far as the guy remembers, to the tower? Um, on horseback, it's going to be about four days. So I guess we're going to have to go find us a wizard, huh? Guess so. Okay, you all group back back to, together. You are four horses heavier. How much could that cost? Four horses? We're buying two horses. You're buying two horses. He could be a horse, and these things are the smallest folk on the world. Yeah, but so you're just going to lump them onto a different horse? I also have a convo that I could ride. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're guys... gonna buy eight horses. Okay, so we're I'm gonna sorry? buy twenty-six horses. <laughs> we're not buying we anything. Let me be clear. Forty-three no, horses. He said we're gonna leave. Two riding horses is hundred and fifty gold. Okay. Who is this human we're grabbing? You want to go find a wizard? They want to find a wizard who can. We need to do that before we're we leave. To find the wizard. Also, plus fourteen gold on top of that for saddle and uh, bit and bridle. So that comes out to 164 gold Okay, for two horses. Who is paying for that? Don't everybody jump at once. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll pay for it. I can You're just going to fully pay for it. Yeah, I'm going to take out the half. ship's cost or the ship's money. She's paying for half. You're paying for half? Sure. What's half? <laughs> I don't know of 164 that. would be 82. We have three options for young apprentice wizards who are available for pay on the <laughs> local uh, billboards. Which one's the cutest? No. <laughs> yeah, which one is the cutest? The cutest one is a, is a nice... Uh... <laughs> what are their stats? There's... <laughs> okay, there's three stats you have for young stats. wizards. Okay, there's their cute stat, there's their bravery stat, and then there's their um, audacity stat. <laughs> okay. You have the audacity. Okay, first... First little youngling here, uh, his name is Ryan. His cute stats are off the charts. He's not got the greatest courage, and his audacity is about mid-level. Next up, (laughs) you've got Edward. Edward is like cuteless level zero. He's the lowest you can possibly get on cuteness. And then his courage is also zero, 
But, oh, he's audacious. He's got the audacity that he's, he's just gonna go for it. He'll do what you say. He's ready. And then, uh, the third one, he didn't show up when you put out the, the memo that you wanted to... Audacity and courage are the same dang thing. <laughs> I'm letting... These are... Do you question the DM? No, sir. <laughs> uh, Ryan or Edward? I can talk in their character voices if you want further reasoning. Yes, I would love to hear their voices. Yeah. Okay. I will go up. I will ask them both. What is two plus two? Ryan flips his locks. I want to know who answers the quickest. Oh, the quickest is going to definitely be Edward. Four. Okay, what does Ryan say? He looks over at Edward and says, Four. Dang, Ryan. We can hire both of them. It's gotta be Edward. No, we can only have He's one. He's the one. smartest! Not many people know that! Yeah, Edward. Edward's beaming with his braces. Wait, is 2 plus 2 4? <laughs> so I give you guys That's a scenario. A we are being chased wildly through the woods. What do you do? Edward speaks up and says, I should fire at them! Get them good! And then Ryan says, I'll get us swiftly out of there. I have some things that'll get us on out faster than you can say it. Ryan. Duh. <laughs> we should have done, like, I think Dipple has ulterior motives. Fire? <laughs> shoot fire in a forest? Who, who would do that? A genius. Ryan, Ryan what do you think about a girl over here? <laughs> uh, Ryan, Ryan... I'm, uh... No, we're not here to pick up. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is impartial. He's playing hard to get. <laughs> so... Uh, I hear Nimdiok say, we just want the one who's going to listen to us the most, kind of under his breath. And I throw one of my hand axes to the ground, and I say, uh, we're having trials. And I just kind of step back and let him react to that. They look at you curiously. Eric walk, or sorry, Ryan walks over to it, picks it up, and like kind of looks at Eric and just like does a fake swing. And Eric just backs up, and you see fire show up in his hands. And then Ryan swings the axe around, and it starts glowing a glow. Sick. Uh, <laughs> you just gonna keep watching it? Are you just gonna fully see what they I do mean, here? I'm. If they're gonna kill each other. Um, Ryan takes the axe. He runs towards Eric. He jumps up, and he's gonna make an attack with the glowing axe. That's a 17. Okay, I stop. I stop it. I like. I shout, Ryan, Ryan. No, 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 no. You got it. It's you. He swings down and just stops the axe right as he hears you yell. And then he stops the glow, twiddles it around his hand, and then hands it back to you. How much would you each charge per day for a four-day journey? It's 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 negligible. They're, they're, oh, sorry, they, they would both do um, three a day, three gold. Ryan, you're hired. Thank you, Eric, for your He trials. snaps both of his fingers. And then Eric, goes, <laughs> he's like, last to be picked again. <laughs> and he walks away. I toss him Better luck next time, buddy. For trying out. Ryan's Better luck next time. Thank you. <laughs> and, he, and he walks off. Okay. Oh. Ryan <laughs> brings his own horse, which he has tricked out. <laughs> He's got a great thoroughbred, absolutely awesome, stylized saddle, and uh, there's a special saddle bag which he has a guitar, of course. He's such a Ryan. And so on your journey, he's playing the guitar. Uh, Angus, do you take this as... What do you, how do you take this? Is he's kind of like really proud of himself. He plays Wonderwall way too many times. <laughs> oh, God. What's your response as Angus? Uh, is this a lute or what is it? He's what got a lute, yeah. Hey, let me see that. He hands you the lute. 22. 22 <laughs> of, 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 of performance. performance? I got to roll his. We got to see how good he was. Uh. Oh, he got a 12. So you did like almost double as great. And I so did more than Wonderwall. <laughs> you did the remix. <laughs> Radio edit. Hello, everyone. It's your editor-in-chief and Heath Ledger wannabe Thomas here with your Table Talk this episode. I would like to thank Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms for partnering with us. We just got some sweet t-shirts sent our way, so expect some pics to show up on our social medias shouting them out. This episode's code is L-I-M-O-G-I-G-A-P-H-O-S. Phonetically, that is Limo Gigafoss, which sounds like a super cool Cyberpunk 2077 limo company. Again, that code is L-I-M-O-G-I-G-A-P-H-O-S. And remember, that code only lasts two weeks and does expire at midnight on November 2nd. 
Another huge shout out to BattleBards. They truly make editing this podcast a breeze. For anyone out there looking for quality music, sound effects, and soundscapes for your podcast, fantasy, sci-fi, whatever it may be, they are the way to go. Right now, you can get 50% off their subscription service if you use the code GREETINGSWAYFARERS, no spaces, at checkout. Also, if you're looking for a good weekly live D&D show, other than Critical Role, check out Blue Box RPG. I guest starred in their most recent episode that aired on October 18th. It's a weekly 3.5e Sunday live show that takes place in the world of Galarian. So go watch the VOD and tune in next week to see me wizard it up with those amazing people. Last but not least, I would like to formally apologize for the dip in audio quality after this break. For some unknown reason, Johnny's mic stopped recording, so I had to grab his voice from the other mic, so you may hear some distortion and Andrew breathing heavily into your ears. Just think of it as D&D ASMR, and it'll be all great. Anyways, I believe that is it, folks. So allow me to return you to the action. All right. Now, with your uh, newfound compatriot, Ryan, uh, which has his own horse, you all begin your track out of the city and out into the wilderland of Mesosia. Um, yes. Yes, you are going to go ahead and start reading the letters. <laughs> You're giving me hand signals across the table. You guys pull out your letters, but you finally get a little bit of time to relax and comprehend these letters and I'm now going to go in character voices to the three letters uh, including the one package that was received last episode to some of our players. Starting off with Sheik. Sheik, you open your letter and it says uh, it's from your dad. My dearest daughter, I hope this letter finds you well on your journey. We miss you back here in the old halfling holes. Twinkleton just isn't the same these days. It did my heart better when you were at least on the same continent. <laughs> I know you've grown up and have become a hero, but for you to be an ocean away, my worries do grow. We've had some distant travelers in town for the end of week festival. I remember how much you love those festivals. Well, these travelers tell imaginative stories of Delmarif. Cities and volcanoes, mountains that fly like sparrows, it... No, it sounds dangerous, but I trust you'll be safe with your friends. And they are good friends. Just don't let that get to their heads. And then your mother handwriting starts up on the page. Hello, Sheik. Don't let your father's words sadden your spirit. Although we do miss you, we hope that the great adventure you are on will, in the final tally, outweigh the sorrow. I remind you, though I hope you don't need reminding, that even though we may not be there in person, our hearts are always with you. And that is the letter from your parents. Next up. To Dipple from your grandpa, Genovi. Genove. Genove. Ooh, I did not know there was an accent. To <laughs> Is it. there? Yes. It makes it so much Is better. Is your character like French? Kind of. And you've never done the accent? Well, she's trying she's, to help I know. Yeah. She's the British great. accent. That's the only accent she's ever done, and she's trying to do British. Trying to, trying to lean in slightly French. <laughs> uh, from Genove, your grandpa starts off Hey ho, Jelly Bean! It's your pa writing in. Uh, and then the rest of the letter... It's not French. <laughs> no, no, but, no, but that's no, the no, exact no, no, no. voice I hear when uh, I hear when I think of his voice. That's yeah, perfect. I'm imagining uh, what's the what's the person who made French Pinocchio? Pinocchio. Geppetto. Most of his letter is the same as the other parents' letter, so I didn't want to rewrite like a bunch of the same kind of thing. But after the generic letter, he finishes it off by saying, oh, "I stopped by your treehouse today to water your plants, like you told me to, and well, I found an old gizmo of yours there. Looks like you never finished it." <laughs> I thought you might like to take another look at it. I think you're onto something. And uh, attached to the letter was a package. And as you open up the package, do you have that entire little notes that I gave you down there? Yeah. Okay, so you already know the revelation. Yeah. You see this tiny wooden box that you remember crafting in the in the kind of images and imagination you had towards trying to make something that would capture an image and capture light. You thought that this was a failed experiment and you left it on your windowsill, but now, you see this box, which had a tiny pinpoint hole left in it. Over lots of days of exposure, you see on the back side of that, in the wood, an image of the fields outside your treehouse has been burned into the wood on the back side of the camera obscura. Can I say something? Did you take a film history class or a photography history class? Yes, I did. Thank you. That is exactly how the first photographs were taken. Oh, really? It 
almost on accident, they thought they kept failing, but left it out one day on accident for too long. It exposed what was left on the back of the camera, and ta-da, they're actually called Camera Obscura, which is what he has That's what there. I figured. It's literally just a pinpoint hole. Okay, so the generic letter here, I I did not know what that meant. I was like, B? I don't H. know, and I kept reading. <laughs> it was like, just like a single F. alphabet letter. <laughs> 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 I was really confused, so I'm glad you clarified for the audience. Uh, Anyways. Yes, it, it's just to say that he said the same sentiments that yeah. your parents said. Um, and then also he added a ending to the whole letter. It says, P.S. That talking fish on your door is dreadfully silly. I almost didn't want to go in after all of his jokes. <laughs> and then lastly, Angus, you have a letter that is sealed uh, from the dwarven city that you and Thoradin both were born in. Uh, the seal says it's from the Research and Development Department of Dragon's Deep's Mining and Infrastructure Organization. And here is the letter from there. Hello there, Angus Duskin! My name's Professor Inventor, Chief Supervisor of the Research and Development for Dwarven Highness King Warstick. I'm gonna be right frank with you, I downed a couple of loopers this morning, I've been high as a dragon for the past four hours! I'll tell you, laddie, this stuff's pure dead brilliant! I've gone on two and a half months of backlogged work just this morning! <laughs> oh, I just found this month old letter from King Warstick. He says here, he wants me to share with you our design for the boomsticks with you. Oh, and being that you're the canny lad who discovered the recipe to the mythological black father, well, I just couldn't say nay! Wah! And then you just see a giant spill of ink on the page, and there's just skitters and scatters of, like, his fingers going through the ink, and he catches back up on the letter a little bit lower down, and he says, Oh, sorry about that, lad! I just chipped it off in the right in its face! I didn't get out even go out in my office, but it's been here ever since I took them loopers! Oh, I can't imagine the inventations that are going in my head! I'm inventing so much! The Lupros, they just make you so creative! <laughs> oh, oh, use the boomsticks well, Angus, and make your home lad proud for dwarven kind! And then there's a stamp seal of the King Orsic of Bragenstein. <laughs> Hold back so much. Man, he writes quick, huh? <laughs> did he did, did he have an interpreter? Because there were some laughs in there. This is like the joke in like Monty Python. It's, it's, one, of those ah. owl, it's one of those owl letters from Hogwarts that just like it speaks. speaks, and speaks to you. <laughs> so uh, Angus, I just want to let you know full and forefront that I would love if this became a continuing character that I had to voice. <laughs> So if you want this to be a pen pal, you can write back to him. Yes. Uh, and you now have a I Okay, I didn't know it was... I thought it was two different letters, so I was reading them individually. They were broken in the middle with oil. Oh. Oh. No, did he, did he say high as a kite? He said yep. high as a dragon. Okay, but like, what kind of stuff is he drinking? Uh, he, you don't he know. He said he downed a couple of loopers this morning. Loopers? Okay, so drugs. Yeah. I want some loopers. <laughs> Smells like wet dog. Oh, and sorry, attached to the letter is the actual... Uh, the loopers. <laughs> Just a sack of loopers. <laughs> it's the instructions to dynamite. Mm. So you can now make boomsticks. What is the ingredients? Uh, it is a compound that takes clay and combines it with the black powder that you have rediscovered. Uh, and so it just becomes it basically when you go through the process of creating it You can make dynamite which does thunder damage instead of fire damage bombs just straight up explode fire mm. The dynamite is a crack of just impact force. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, Great. so You now are on your way all on horseback You just read your letters again and probably the rest of you heard Angus just like like snickering and going what a dwarf. <laughs> He's just looking at his letter. Can I make a perception check to see if I notice the seal on his letter? Uh, no perception check required. When he's pulling out the letter, you can see a very visible seal of the recognizable... King uh, Orsic. Yeah. Hmm. What do you get a letter from him for? Well, guess what I got? <laughs> a boomstick. I thought you already had one of those. Can I point <laughs> your gun on your hip? <laughs> no. You're kind of wrong there. But a boomstick. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, holy shite. It's so much better. All right, so I got normal uh, fire sand, right? That's what it's called, fire sand. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, got, I got normal fire sand, right? Well, good old scientists back at uh, the kingdom, they made something that'll really knock your socks off. And guess who has it now? This guy. Cool. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing it in action. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
You guys go ahead and start your multiple day long journeys. As you trek through this land, um, you notice as the wildflowers are very, very heavy on this northern side of the city. I want to pick some. Okay, you go ahead and start to pick some, and you you start to see new different types you've never seen back in Dralia, and you collect these new kind of exotic flowers. I press them in my books. Awesome. As you start to do that over the course of hours and even over the next day, you start to notice they get bigger and bigger, and by the second day, you all (laughs) realize the flowers are the size of trees. Hmm. Deers are frolicking near the stalks of these flowers, and you're just starting to be- the sun is being covered by these giant flowers. Are we getting smaller, or the, everything else around us Everything bigger? else is getting bigger because you notice deers and regular animals are their normal size walking amongst oh. the flowers. Because I didn't know if, like, whatever is Some living there is Some little girl just any... wanted giant flowers to frolic through. <laughs> I, I asked the wizard who lives nearby, I'm like, is that the case? Do you know about this? He, he kind of uh, puffs his shirt a little bit. He's like, these threads... What we get it, saying? Ryan. We get it. The pe- petals from... from pretty, pretty Just cool. tell me what's going on, bud. Yeah, that's it. That's it, bud. Like, smirking at you and raising so his eyebrows. she got it right? Oh, Sheik. Sheik's very smart. You? I don't know. I'm keeping an eye on him. I message to you two. <laughs> Next time we need to hire somebody, we're not asking the women. <laughs> <laughs> these are the only ones who showed up! do anything about that. You can't hear me. <laughs> I'm yelling at you, not at your character. I'm yelling at you. This was not me. This was him. I mean, it was you. You, picked, no. you had 50-50. I know, but... Okay. As you break out of the end of this forest, you see um, a regular tree forest. Like, trees start to replace the actual things itself, and you get nearer to the location that uh, you were told about by the hamster shepherd. The description of the tower is that the tower is on a giant slab of rock with some sort of cavernous area underneath it that somehow connects to the tower. And um, around it is mostly a giant forest and a river that snakes through that area. Do you see this tower? We do. You do not see it at the moment. Can I ask um, some nearby creatures if they know where it would be? You can totally ask some creatures if you wanted to. Yeah, I'll I'll ask some creatures around if there's anything. Like, you said that there were some deer. I I assume that they probably don't, like, always live here. They've been around a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask them. Yeah, uh, he, he, the, the deer motion kind of in a certain way that tells you that they know of the river that you speak of as they constantly graze over by that river and it's more northwestish. Okay, cool. So I let the party know. Northwest. Sorry, northeast. northeast. <laughs> this deer. They motion one way, then they think, and they motion the other way. Northwest. Okay, can you give me a um, survival check? Mm, I don't know, can I? I'm good at surviving. <laughs> 15. 15 is alright. You start to make your way over there and you do indeed find a river. It's just a separate river. You don't see anything nearby that is indicative of the actual tower. Probably need to head north. Which way did we head to get to I turn the river? This is and I go fly up and, and I look for it. Okay. <laughs> you fly up above the forest. You look out and you see an openish patch of trees where there is a large tower, a clock tower that's actively clicking in the middle of the forest. That way. <laughs> do you unanimal form to tell us that, or do you... Kind no, of... I can... I, I can... alongside you for a while. Yeah. <laughs> she can, she can, yeah, uh, Dipple can... I can it. translate. Oh, fantastic. A couple hours later, you walk out of the trees, and there's the tower in front of you. A large wooden tower made of lots of different types of wood. And at the top you see the clock itself. There's it's it's very much a big bend. There's four clocks on each side, all clicking at an accurate time, according to your your timepiece and even the sun in the sky. What's it made of? Is it metallic or like wooden? The the actual levers itself is metal. The main tower itself is wooden. But when it comes to the clock gears, okay. you can see it's it's metal with a glass frame behind it, and you start to see the sun occluding through the glass, and you see the gears clicking inside. So, okay. Investigation to see if like if I can tell how this is running, or, like from where yeah, I yeah. Is stand. it magical or is it like fully mechanical? Give me a check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Ooh. Um. I will say. You don't detect anything of magic around here. It, you see the tower, you mm-hmm. see the gears obviously moving up in the top of it, and near the base, 
Um, there doesn't seem to be an obvious entrance. There seems to be images of cogs and gears that are just carved into the wood itself, but there's no main entry door. And you don't see anything like a, a, a glowing gem, or you do detect magic to have a more concrete evidence, but you don't find evidence of magic. Um, but you start to assume just from listening into the door, like you put your ear to the wall and you hear the precise click, click. Did you say detect powers would be beneficial because- It would give you concrete evidence whether there was or was not magic. Yes. As you go ahead and detect inside, you, um, there, there is a small, very tiny moat of energy. That as you look inside, near the center of the actual tower, and it seems to be moving every so often, there's a tiny, maybe baseball-sized, glowing bit of magic. Outside of that, nothing else is glowing magical at all around here. Um, and you, sometimes you don't even get to see it because a giant metal gear will click in front of your vision and it blocks the actual sight line between what that spell can do. And uh, Yeah, because it can only look through a small amount of metal. If I remember correctly, we were told that this portal thing is at the bottom of the tower deep underneath it okay so we gotta find a way in and there's no door and there's no door sheik would you like to fly up to the top uh can you do that again today oh yeah you already on animal form to cast detect magic yeah everyone um let's go and i can get two people tower to see if there's a trap door yeah i'm good with that i'll push okay sure uh given some time you start pushing around give me a dexterity saving throw oh traps (laughs) traps <laughs> hey didn't think about that did we no <laughs> uh 14 14 oh gosh okay as you start to push and pull on certain things you eventually go up to one carving of a uh, gear as you push on it it pushes in and then you're like oh sweet and then you start to try to do something else but it's not doing anything else it keeps pushing in and you just put your hands back and then it pounces back out and whacks you in the face and you're knocked down to the ground vine great <laughs> I see that and I say, okay, guys, there's traps. Nimdiak, do you want to check this place out? Heck yeah. Give me an investigation check. With thieves tools? Yeah, if you want to use your thieves tools and be all sneakily. I think you get to add a really big number if you're doing Yes, definitely. 25. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You start, like, tapping and figuring out the different things. You find, actually, multiple trapped gears. And at one point, you actually find one very small wooden gear that when you reach for it, you can actually turn it within the wood structure. And as you turn it, the rest of what you thought was artwork also begins to turn. And all these wooden gears just start to move. And then after it stops moving and you can't push it any farther, it clicks. And then multiple gears just fall out of place. And now there's a hole in the shape of a few gears. Oh, sick. Is it dark inside? It is quite dark inside. Is it something we can climb in or something that is inside? I think it's a doorway. It's a doorway. Can I check for traps? Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> somebody please. Okay, yes, please go ahead and perception check. 16. There are no immediate traps at this entrance. Inside this main area, there are multiple gears that are just clicking and turning, all at different angles. Some of them make almost shelves inside the interior of the space, but they're always rotating. And in the center, moving around one central gear, is almost a scarecrow kind of thing made of metal. A torso, arms, legs, and a head. And it's moving around in the exact same pattern that Sheik saw the little glowing orb moving when she was detecting magic. Is this all like a clockwork type of system? Yeah. The whole freaking thing. It's all clocked up. Is it? Does that mean that every guard or whatever, every type of trap thing is moving the same pace, so in a way we can sneak through this entire thing. You could use the clicking to your advantage when you study it, yeah. That's if the traps work like that. We gotta be careful in here, but I wanna figure out what that guy has to say. You walk up to the guy? Uh... What do you wanna do? This is it. Is it just... Hey, Ryan? Yes. What do we do here? He looks in. Um... I didn't pay attention and, uh... Real helpful, Ryan. I walk up to the guy. (laughs) You walk up, kind of dodging left and right between some moving gears by your head, and, uh... It's not really a guy. It's a little metal-crafted creature of some sort, just, like, all pieced together, almost like a robot, and it's just sitting there, moving back, forth, back, forth. Is it, like, at ground level? It's at ground level. You're basically seeing it at eyesight, and it's just... I like... What does it look like? I mean, you said it looks like a creature. So, um, it looks like an automaton. 
It is effectively uh, a, a metal face with holes that just go into the back of it, and there is gears inside of those holes. And you see so gears. So it looks like a, uh, like a Cybertron. Dude. Cybertron. I tap on his face when he comes by in front of me. As you do that, a light starts to glow inside of it, shining through the gears, and now the eyes, you see the light coming through with the gears, and then it stops in place. Does the clock stop moving? The whole clock stops moving. Oh, sick. It says, Greetings. Greetings. Hi. What is your purpose? The portal downstairs. The portal was locked only for the one who created this tower. That's I him. I was the one that created it. I, I'm not even joking. I instantly point to him right as he said it, and I said, that's him. A Tom Tom clicks its head in a, in a cocked way. I remember my creator. You do not look like him. Okay, first of all, I remember creating you specifically. Alright? You specifically. I created this whole tower. Alright? I remember you. I made you a long time ago. Alright? This place is ancient. I'm ancient. I remember making it. And you're over here saying, I don't remember you. Oh, I remember. Go shut up, alright? Because I'm your leader, alright? I want to persuade him now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, probably gonna fail at that, but <laughs> yeah, try that. But I love this line of logic. That's a eighteen. An eighteen. Okay. Um, he starts clicking away from you, and as he starts clicking away on the gear, he's only activating certain gears, and certain gears go out and in, and he t attaches to different gears. At this point, he's just moving himself. Around I'm gonna keep the room. track of a couple of those. Okay. Little offshoots. He moves himself around the room and kind of just positions himself up near the top of it. Looks down and sees as, My creator would know how the inner mechanisms of this place works. He only set up a single password that had to be placed through the gears themselves. He would know the time required. The time where the sun does not shine. Does he stop talking after that? That is when he stops talking. Oh, Jesus. This um, room... Has a lot of levers that have that you're now starting to recognize. These levers can be activated in a way that would change the clock up on the top of the tower. And there's also pictures by each lever. The pictures are strange. You see the sun. You see a picture of the planet. You see a moon. <gasps> Is this the solar system thing that you have? Uh, no. Those are the only planet type things. You also see a cloud. You see what looks to be like a picture of rain. Can we? Fire. Yeah. Can everyone do? Uh, uh, keep going. Sure? Or are I'm there sorry. more? Keep going. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. Uh, what, what, I'm sorry. What did I say? Sorry. You said cloud, rain, moon, fire, sun, planet. Yes, those are the ones. There's only six. Vague and uninteresting, but I <laughs> I like it. How many gears fell out of the door? The ones that fell out of the door are five. Uh, and do they <laughs> seem important, or do they just seem like the door fell Man, open? You could, it, you don't know. You could probably try to put them somewhere if you'd like to. Does it look like they fit all anywhere? All the gears kind of are pretty, like, you could fit them anywhere. Jeez, oh, that's vague. Okay. <laughs> hey, um, I'm not good at these. Diffle, this seems like your whole, whole Shazam. I will try my best. Well, you'd like to tinker. Seems like a tinker's masterpiece. Can I use my tinker proficiency to help with this? Or would it be like normal checks? Uh, it, this is more your decisions with these levers. Your tinkers would be like, you could maybe follow the gears. I was gonna say, while, do you think it could help her to understand what each of the levers might do? Oh, 100%, yes. Uh, if you look at the levers and where they would go, they attach to certain gears that look to connect to giant pulley systems right underneath the main clock um, and above you. So in between the main clock's gears and the room space you're in, mm -hmm. there's these big things that seem to be attached to the walls that they would eject out whenever you pull the lever. Okay, so me, Serenity, understands. We're trying to pull the levers to change the clock time to, to a, a specific time that the, time sun, that the does sun does not, not shine. shine. And that's the weird part. That's what he said? That's what he said. But these levers, according to your research, when you look at them, they don't control the clock. They only control six different panels that would eject and open the second you pull the lever. Maybe it's where the sun, looking at the sun, so any, depending what time of the day it is. So, there's a key word in what he said. 
out of there were six levers moon planet cloud rain fire and sun he said the word sun does not shine there are five other words other than the word sun uh the sun doesn't shine when it's cloudy when it's rainy when the moon's out i don't know what planet and fire have to do with that but there's i don't know fire, i walk up to the sun, moon one sun, and i pull fire. it <laughs> okay as you pull the moon one the gears click over and one of those panels slides open and you see a picture of a cartoony moon painted onto wood okay pull out and it just raises up into the area above you i say what's your next clue my creator had the clues set in place. What is the time when the sun does not shine when one expects it to? When it's cloudy. I undo the moon lever and pull the cloud lever. Clicks out, clicks in, and you see a cartoony image of a cloud. And at that point, the automaton light turns off and he just closes down. Just leaving us in the dust, huh? Then it would be rain. Also rain comes rainy. from a cloud. Uh, I think you turned him off because you realized that we're doing it wrong. So Moon was right, but then you have to do something different. No, I don't think Moon was right. He would have turned off. Sun does not shine when one expects it to. If the moon is out, well, the moon can... The moon reflects the sun. The moon can be out during the day. Mm-hmm. So is it cloud, moon, and rain? None of the other answers make any sense. Go tap on him again. He's up in the air. (laughs) You could climb on some gears. Thankfully, the gears are not are currently rotating. You could climb on them like shelves and go and tap on them. (laughs) Should narrow at him. (laughs) No, 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 no. We are not making this guy angry. What if I take the tip off of it? It's not gonna fly very well with it. You can throw a stone. There's like okay. You're a ranger. You're good at aiming. I'll throw a pebble. Okay. You throw a pebble. Clink. It clinks against him. Turns back on. Oh, you are still here. Yes, it's your master. We did the cloud one. My master programmed me to only trust the ones who could get through the puzzle. Listen, it's going to, it's just taking us a second. Wait, like I said. Remember, he's old. He forgot yeah. the puzzle at this point. All right. So calm your tits while you're at it. The time you expect the sun to shine, and it does not. The only time that you would 100% expect the sun to shine. <laughs> You're, you're an ass. <laughs> do rain. I don't know that you need to put it back. Do moon and then do I'll rain. pull rain as well. Okay, Side cloud. Active. Cloud and rain. Cloud and rain are open. Okay. And he looks up, looks down. One expects the sun not shine when the sun and the clouds are out. Yes. That's why we pulled the cloud lever. You expect that. What is the time in history? In history... Great flood of no. biblical times. He shuts off again. Uh, that wasn't an answer. No, no, no. He just, he just, uh, he gave you a clue. And he shuts off. Are these positional in any way? They do position themselves in the top of the room. For example, but like, is it based on which one I pull first? No, they have an automatic position. Okay, then it's sun, moon, and planet, an eclipse. The only time when you'd expect the sun to shine is during a clear day when the moon is in the way and suddenly there's no sunshine. Sun, okay. moon, planet. Try it. I undo cloud and rain, I pull sun, moon, planet. You pull sun, moon, and planet. Thornton is not this smart. <laughs> Me? Yes, you is. are. We are dumb. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. Like, Thomas should be playing a smart character because he's like... Next time I get an ability score level up, I'm going to increase my intelligence. Okay. <laughs> you pull the levers and all of those images pull out in front of each other in the way that would be doing... An eclipse. And at that moment, all the gears start to reactivate again. The clock goes a little bit faster to catch up to the real time, and then it goes to its normal clicking state. The gears reorientate to where the man, uh, the automaton, works his way back down towards you and says, Greetings, mentor. It's been a while since I've seen you. What was Lansing said? Sounds elvish. Do I understand what that word is? All of you feel a sudden jolt. Oh, God. As the floor beneath you starts rotating out, gears all make their way out, and suddenly you're being pushed against the wall. Yeah, I As walk gears the edge. are behind you, being pushed, what are you doing? Walking to the edge of the room. I'm not falling down a pit. You get to the edge, yeah. and the floor keeps going, and you have to skimmy your, your feet as the floor keeps going outside. Grab onto gears on Grab the wall? Grab onto gears, you have to keep changing your hands as the gears are moving, and you look down and see 
what looks to be a never-ending fall, with gears all snaking oh, throughout. Geronimo! I just jumped down. Angus jumps down. I follow. I follow. Do you have feather fall? <laughs> Nimdiok? I jump. Cheek. I jump and... Can I, do, can I only do feather thing. fall on myself? No, feather fall is up to eight other people. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna put feather fall on everyone. I'll jump then. Okay, you all jump into the darkness. Thank you, Nimdiok. Ryan, get your butt down here. <laughs> Ryan jumps in. Woo! Get your sexy ass down. Because <laughs> <laughs> you do this one. for next episode. Okay. Oh, A never-ending pit of clock death. <laughs>